0: sugar we're going down podcasting, a Fallout Boy podcast where we go track by random ass track until we die. My name is Caitlin, and joining me until we die is Joe.
1: Hello. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I got nothing this week. Our podcast knows what you did in the dark. That's it. That's what I got. Um, it's just not very good, is the thing. So I wasn't I wasn't gonna say it, but now I feel obligated to say something. Yeah, that's kind of a must. This song's called "My Songs Know What You Did in the Dark," in parentheses, light Em up. This is this is the big one. This is the return from the hiatus. This is the uh, I don't remember how many years they were on hiatus. Like what four? I think so. Not that long in retrospect, but this was this was the surprise single. the The winter of twenty thirteen. the The January I think No February But yeah The beginning of 2013 This comes out of nowhere It sounds not like You know A Fallout voice song does Typically Yeah. Yeah. I remember hearing it And thinking Hell yeah And I still I I still really like this song I still think this is probably It's definitely one of my Favorite Post hiatus songs But I think it's Probably in the running In general Just like one of my favorite Like probably top 10 somewhere Like 7
0: Oh. No. That's not how I feel about it.
1: All right. Let's I don't hate it. It's like in. it's
0: an it's another like extremely meh song to me.
1: I feel that. I just like its tones. I like the context in which it kind of exists despite expectations. It's weird looking back on it because it's about this this clean slate and then they're still in a lot of ways the same band, but I don't know. I guess that's a lyrical thing. I like how it sounds. Even it's pretty straightforward.
0: Yeah, it's it's fine. It's it's just extremely fine.
1: It is extremely fine. I think it 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 goes for a a thing, like a a weird thing for them, and it nails it pretty successfully for me. Like, I don't know, a lot a lot of songs on this record on Save Rock and Roll are just very one note and straightforward, and this is probably the one that I think is the best at it.
0: Yeah, I agree with that.
1: If not, well, this and the Phoenix, I would say, are probably the two strongest tracks. There's some other good ones, but these are prob those are probably the two that I think are the strong. It's really light on the the guitar and the bass. It's it's a really straightforward melody and groove. Um, it's got some, what's the word I want to use? I don't feel like electronic is the right word, but, like...
0: I feel like more mainstream poppy, just
1: generally. Like, very, not... Yeah, it's very 2013, for damn sure.
0: Yeah, like, it's not even trying to go for, like, like, pop with a tape... Like, it's not even trying to be pop-punk. Like, it's just pop.
1: Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, it's trying to do that in, like, a a very ever... Uh, Never-so-slightly-darker way. In the, in the same yeah. way they did pop-punk, ever-so-slightly-darker tones. Yeah, and it, I think it's... It's definitely a Fall Out Boy song. They, they have such a weird relationship with their own shit. Like, yep. like, Like, looking at this song, looking at this video, looking at these mentalities, yet they still play Saturday and Grand Theft Auto and shit live. It's, it, it's, I don't know. I feel like Fall Out Boy is always this band that has these ideas and kind of goes against them also in practice. Yeah. They have cake and they also consume said cake.
0: they have cake they eat cake Mm mhm
1: very meh to you?
0: Yeah, it's like, I don't know. It just doesn't do much for me. The songs that I like off of Save Rock and Roll are the ones that are just kind of, like, weirder. Mm -hmm. And, like, that are probably less effective at what they're trying to do, honestly. But, like, they just kind of hit a stronger chord with me. Like, Mm -hmm. this is fine, but it's just, like, it's very much, like, a radio single. And yeah, I'm, like, that's fine, but I don't really, like care about it <laughs> Hmm.
1: that's fair I, th- I think so much for me is the context in which this is not typically the way Fall Out Boy would make a radio single up to this point but th- why do they not have the same like criteria that any other person making pop does so I don't know I context matters but also it doesn't necessarily make it more Uh, it doesn't give it necessarily more depth than it has yeah uh, well, I guess we could, we could light them up if we don't, if, <laughs> you know, we could light this song up in the we I mean, bonfire.
0: we've been lighting them up for 30 some episodes now, Joe.
1: That's true. Well, we like some stuff. A few. I, 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 I honestly don't know, like, what the percentage of, of liked to disliked tracks has been. If I, like, I feel like it's probably near 50. There's also been a lot of songs that are like, this is fine.
0: Yeah. We have had several where it's like I've honestly been surprised at the number that we're just like, it's fine.
1: Several light sixes, yeah. What are you gonna do? But I guess I guess we can get in get into the lyrics of this track. But but be careful. Making wishes. In the dark, dark. Can't be sure when they've hit their mark. And besides, in the mean meantime, I'm just dreaming of tearing you apart. Alright. <laughs> cool um so that 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 those like three lines really fucking distill my mood on this song in which they're like let's get rid of all the things that we did uh which by the way the way it's symbolized is a way without accountability i guess we could talk about that uh (laughs) but then it goes like And then I feel like the, in the meantime, I'm dreaming of tearing you apart is the exact same thing they're trying to put behind them. Yeah. Like that's, how is that not a lyric off of fucking take this to your grave?
0: No, you're right.
1: I guess the difference is like hearing this pre-hiatus, it sounds like a bad breaking up. Hearing it post-hiatus sounds weirdly sexual.
0: Yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see that.
1: That's just, is that just the Pete wins dichotomy?
0: I think it might be
1: probably a large percentage of of lyric fall into those two buckets. Um there's there's more nuance than we probably give Pete credit for as a side effect of us making jokes and this is a, a podcast in which we make jokes. <laughs> and and you can see that kind of disappear on the depressing songs. But but really I feel like that line is so distilled to me of like either way I'm like yep, that's a thing Pete wrote.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, well in like the second half of the lyric definitely like contributes to that feeling of it being very sexually charged.
1: Mm-hmm. You mean the rest of the verse or just the second half of that line?
0: Uh the verse.
1: Okay. You wanna read it? I do.
0: Uh I'm in the D details with the devil. So now the world can never get on my get me on my level. What? Uh I just gotta get you out of the cage. I'm a young lover's rage, gonna need a spark to ignite.
1: Yeah. I, I could see that connecting in a different way than it probably meant, or, or in in my initial reading of it. Yeah. I don't know if that vagueness is intentional of, like, recontextualizing that. Um, I would say probably not.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah, what is... The world can never get me on my level.
0: I don't know what that means. It, I don't... Like not even like metaphorically like I just the, that string of words together does not make sense to me.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. I'm in the details with the devil, so now the world can never get me on my level. So and and there is an annotation that kind of points towards well the, the the initial annotation I think misses the point, and then there's a comment on it that I think refines it. But just like being obsessive with details and perfection, and as a result, like the things around you not being good enough for you to be where you want to be or something which sure fine let's let's dip into that narcissism pete i sure missed it (laughs) but like what's i don't know it's it's just the phrasing
0: of it's because it's not so now the world can never get on my level it's the world can never get me on my level
1: yeah the world's not capable of pushing me up to the level with which i should be yeah which like i i there's there's a world in which that's, like, good sentiment, and it is not one that Pete Wentz is writing about.
0: Yeah, it also just, like, verbally does
1: not sound good. You see, my reading of it is I think they, they thought it sounded good so much so that it, they avoided it making sense.
0: Yeah, I don't like the way it sounds verbally, either. You know? Like, mm-hmm. I don't like, like, that set of, like, sounds together sounds bad.
1: I think Patrick delivers it well. Reading I think it, he delivers it, it well,
0: but reading it, it's like, no, this is not it.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it was intended to be read, but uh, it, it. I think it sounds fine in the song, but but yeah, I, I do agree with you that it's very willfully obtuse in its phrasing. I just not got to get you out of the cage. I am a young lover's raid. Sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, All again, right. it's just kind of sexually charged, like young lovers' rage.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Getting you out yeah. of that cage.
1: Gotta get me out. Someone please free Joe. <laughs> uh-huh. Gonna need... You're the one who needs freed, last I checked.
0: That's true. We still haven't felt a feeling, and it's not gonna happen this week.
1: You're gonna need a spark to ignite, even. <laughs> uh, and then he says the title of the song, which is My Songs Know What You Did in the Dark, which... You know, because it's Pete, I have to think, yeah, there's probably like some root there in the I know what you did last summer quote. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> it's like, it's a really, it sounds poignant, but is it? No. Yeah. It's like, it, it. it's like phrased in a way to sound deep, but it is, I feel like it says nothing.
0: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't say a damn thing
1: what what is the dark and what do the songs know about said darkness
0: cuz the the original sentiment of like you know like the i know what you did last summer or like even i know what you did in the dark that makes sense cuz it's like right like i you know like what you're mm-hmm. trying to keep secret or whatever but like i don't know why what the songs have to do with that is it supposed to be like like an extension of like i know what you did in the dark and i wrote about it in songs
1: well, if it's yeah, if he's pinning down specific people, which uh, Pete Wentz's little quote here that I'm looking at kind of alludes to that. But like my songs know what you did in the dark. I think my fairest reading is like, you know, to, those songs are now connected to the things that happened when you listen to them. But even that's like, I don't know, I guess it's like. It feels willfully vague so it means whatever you need it to mean yeah and like it, it it's written for people who liked them before this song came out which is weird because it doesn't sound sonically like it was written for people who liked them before the hiatus because yeah. because it doesn't
0: sound like pre hiatus music
1: yeah no it's I don't know if if that's par- part of me part of me likes that. Part of part of me likes lyrics that reaffirm that while sonically challenging demographics. But I guess it's not it's not like challenging isn't the right word because it's it's super straightforward and poppy. It's just not what they did before.
0: Yeah, it doesn't feel like an intentional challenge. It just feels like
1: this is what they're doing now. Yeah. And it is in, in, in Pete Wynn's fashion still about their relationship with their music and their listeners relationship with their music uh, my, my songs know what you did in the dark so light them up 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 etc I'm on fire times two
0: in the dark dark in the dark dark uh
1: this annotation here on genius.com please sponsor us uh, says that the delivery of I'm on fire is probably an intentional reference to uh, the van Halen's song on fire I haven't listened to it to see if it sounds similar but I believe it just in the virtue of like This record and all of post hiatus stuff being really referential, Mm -hmm. and they've referenced Van Halen before, Uh, but I don't know. There's like an energy to this chorus that I do like listening to. It's it's good. I feel like there's nothing particularly remarkable about it in terms Mm -hmm. of trying to say it's anything more than good. Yeah, like
0: it's it's fine.
1: It comes up on shuffle. I'm like, yeah, all right. I'll listen to it. I'll bob my head. That's it, that's it. That's it, that's literally just it. Yeah, and like, that's fine. Those songs have uh, valuable places. I guess it's just in the in the pantheon of Fall Out Boy songs in which there are songs that evoke very strong emotional responses. This is just not that. Anyways. Yeah.
0: anyway, verse two.
1: Verse two. The writers keep writing what they write. Damn, got it. That's so fucking good, Pete. <laughs> Fuck, I love it. Pete got really into Coheed and Cambria, is what happened. And this is a reference to, the writing writer, which is a real song title. Jesus. <laughs> ah, the writers keep writing what they write, which is he does rhyme. He does rhyme right with dies, um, which is something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's I, you know. I was listening to this before we recorded, and I was like, what is Patrick saying there? And it's just right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt, too. I had, I didn't really know what that lyric was before today. And now I'm like,
1: okay. I don't have the energy to dig into it.
0: <laughs> There's nothing even to dig into. Mm-hmm. You're just saying, like, yes, people who write, write.
1: Uh The yeah, writers keep writing what they write. Somewhere another pretty vein just dies. Um, Apparently, this is a reference to a well-known quote, which, I don't know it. Apparently, the quote is, Writing is easy. You simply sit down in front of a typewriter, open a vein, and bleed. Uh, I don't know. I've if- never heard that. Whomst, whomst among us has heard this and doesn't even seem like it's really... Sh- it's one of those things that just, like, is, like, circulated and... No one knows who said it, I guess. Yeah,
0: I have no fucking idea. I've never heard that before.
1: I've never fucking heard that before. And you'd think I would have heard that garbage in, like, all the fucking high school or, or college writing classes I had. Yeah, like, I was a fucking English major. I didn't hear
0: shit about shit.
1: Yeah, well known. I think I think Pete made this annotation, but in, like, a Burner account, because people wouldn't get <laughs> off his fucking back about how he rhymed right with dies. <laughs> god it's like how uh donald glover has an account but like a burner account he's just like viewing the tweets but doesn't want attention somewhere yep god pete fucking would do that with genius.com i believe i completely believe it that he would i do too which is which is why like all the really deep annotations that are like don't make any sense are definitely him and then when Mm -hmm. he does verified ones they're just like Here's a, here's a picture of a basketball. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, here's, a, here's an emoji.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, the verse continues, I've got the scars from tomorrow, and I wish you could see that you're the antidote to everything. Except for me. Who, who? Who, Pete? No, what what? You, the listener? Scars from Tomorrow is another one of those, like. That's one, that's like a band name. That's like a That's like Man, Scars on Broadway is already taken I guess I'll be Scars from Tomorrow uh, Because I'm already sad about some shit But You're the antidote to everything Except for me Okay
0: Yeah, I don't I like Scars from Tomorrow, but
1: It's like a satisfying phrase But like Does it mean like? I actually, I do think that's, that line could mean something I don't think it is used I don't think it is utilized here
0: yeah I don't
1: this feels like uh, all right so I have this feeling about a lot of this record, but like a lot like this really feels like Pete had a lot of ideas half formed and just stuck them together
0: Yep. Forever.
1: like a lot of separate ideas like this phrase Gars from tomorrow is really good. I really like this line about uh antidote for everything uh for like some obsessive love song like last of the real ones and then like. I guess they rhyme. I'll use them both here. And it feels like just really disconnected from what the whole song could have. Like, like the song has it's like two different theme. songs.
0: I feel like there's the bones of two different songs that they matched up to make a horrible skeleton.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's like because of the chorus, there is a consistent theme. And the second verse just feels like a diversion as a result. Except for like the end of it in which it ties back in with fire imagery. But like mm. that feels like a diversion because you get from a constellation of tears on your lashes, burn everything you love, then burn the ashes. So like, I don't know, it's like struggling to connect the dots, I guess. But then who who is the if you got rid of those first Alright, so the first two lines mean nothing. Who cares about that weird quote that Yeah, that's just nothing Pete made up. And then you have this line about the scars from tomorrow. And the antidote for everything except for me. And I'm like, all right. And then and then it feels like we go back because like a constellation of tears on your lashes feels like it could be a connective thread to the antidote line. But then it yeah. goes back into the the fire imagery and potentially about what the songs may or may not know about the darkness. Bur- burn everything you love, then burn the ashes. And then the last line is in the end, everything collides my childhood spat back out the monster that you see. So like, sure. There's, which is like, what? That, that is an even stronger point. I can think of saying like, this was an idea Pete had. And just instead of making something that fit with the rest of the verse or write a verse around these lyrics, it just was a bunch of half finished ideas stuck together. Cause that's definitely a Pete Winsass ass sentiment. It, and this it's weird how these are like grouped together for, the this annotation which feels inaccurate because it really feels like in the end everything collides my childhood.
0: Yeah, it's not like yeah, there's not like a break there.
1: Yeah, like the way Patrick delivers it, that's like very clearly one thought. And like I think it's a it, like it's it's hypothetically a good lyric. It is just so vapid of context that gives it any meaning or value.
0: Yeah, it definitely just feels like it got slapped on there at the end.
1: Mhm. Like this song is about. Or it's supposed, it feels like it's supposed to be about, you know, Kylo Ren voice, let your past die, kill it if you have to. Oh man, this song and Kylo Ren's a fucking match made in heaven. Now that I think about it, they're both, they're, they're both almost edgy. Ugh. Anyways, someone make me a AMV to, to Last Jedi, please. Please. Uh, but yeah, but then it's just like, there's like filler. There's like he had these ideas about this spire imagery and the lyrics about um the the childhood spitting out a monster connecting with this these ideas of uh you know burning burning your past and and becoming a new person and then in, including lyrics that sound like they belong on the first record othered shit about what sounds like some weird relationship but it feels like it's not connecting if it's supposed to be about the audience or the way the music isn't in- is interpreted or taken, it's just like a disjointed mess. Your 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 analogy before of a a bad skeleton.
0: Just a mismatched bone boy.
1: Mm-hmm. Just a hobbling disaster of femurs.
0: <laughs> all femurs, nothing else. Oops, all femurs.
1: In, the, in this interview, I kind of um, like what Patrick says. There's an interview that, it seems to be a video interview that I'm not going to watch, but it is uh, some of it is transcribed here in Genius.com. Please sponsor us. And so Patrick said about the lyrics, uh, it said to me that kind of theory you have when you're an adult, which is a different one than you have when you're a teenager. Because when you're a teenager, you can say these, these permanent things, like I hope you choke and I hope you die, presumably referencing their early music. And all these other things. And when you're an adult, the people you said that to when you were a teenager are still around and you still have to interact with and, and you have to figure out how to deal with that. And that's permanent. And the rest of your life is going to be like, hey, I'm sealing with anger and I just hi. Um, I'm sure that sounds like a, a sentence that he would say if I listened to it. And then there's another one that says Wince added when you when you do take account of your life, sometimes it's all right to just burn it, raise it and start fresh. For me, it's happened a couple times and it's been a healthy thing. I feel better as a person. I feel re-energized. I feel like in the, in the spirit of this podcast and the way we have reanalyzed older older Fallout Boy lyrics, it feels like burning the evidence to the ground is bad. <laughs> yup. Because cause when you are like, yeah, we'll keep playing Saturday and Grand Theft Auto because people like them. F- you know, it feels like... It's not. It's not accountability of I said some things in previous songs that I should not now. No. uh it, it. It's just I'll keep playing the ones that aren't that bad because people like them and move on. It's. It's a very. I don't know. Like I'm obviously only seeing this lens of it of like a quote and the songs and our analysis analyses of the songs up to this point, but like. Th- through that lens and that sort of idea of of moving past a thing without visible accountability for creating these, these like, I mean, toxic masculinity-infused uh tracks, it feels like a very selfish way of moving on.
0: Yeah, it's definitely like washing your hands of it and not, mm-hmm. like, taking any responsibility, which is bullshit, because you can't really, like grow and change if you don't like take account of where you came from.
1: Yeah, and I mean again, like maybe that's happened and it's just not reflected in the work. Um I've never spoken to the man.
0: Yeah, but I mean even like even if we're he just talking about my
1: calls. <laughs> I've been trying to get him on the podcast since day 1.
0: Um but I mean even if we're just talking about like the work itself, right? If like old work still informs new work. So like just trying yeah. to wash your hands of it is kind of bullshitty.
1: Yeah, and it's like, if, if they wanted to make a hard and fast rule of just like, that's not us, we're not playing the old shit anymore. One, they would lose their fan base. No one would go they to would. their shows. Uh, and that's, Maybe that's why they still play it. Maybe they still like it. I don't know. But, like, the Wonder Years have their first record, is called Get Stoked On It, and they don't play songs from that ever. They're like, yeah, that's not us. It's not on Spotify. They don't identify with that body of work like pre um well there's like an ep i was gonna say pre-upsides but there's like an ep before that that's still in circulation and like sometimes in rare occasions they'll play like one song off of it like i did see one at blood fest and they were like that's probably the last time we play that song <laughs> but like this is the last blood fest so we did it uh and like i don't know i don't there's a i don't one i don't see that from fallout boy so it feels a little disingenuous to burn everything down and then cherry pick the parts of it that people, you know, go to concerts for uh, and pay a lot of money for.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Also, like, even in this song, like, I'm I'm dreaming of tearing you apart. And then, like, I don't feel like, I don't feel like the things they're burning. Like, I don't feel like the bad parts of what they're burning away are actually leaving their songwriting. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a sonic shift. It is certainly not a, like. Uh, conceptual shift Yeah
0: I mean I guess I can give them That it feels less like Especially this album feels less Like angry And like I don't think violent Is the right word but like it's in that Neighborhood mm-hmm. This definitely feels like more chilled out In that sense it,
1: it, It's hard to pin down exactly what the 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 That, that character flaw Of take this to your grave Exactly is
0: I mean, I think for parts of it, it is just, like, actually, like, nasty, like, sentiments in the language itself.
1: Yeah, yeah, but, like, as you were saying, I was like, I guess violin is, like, where it's going, but it's not there. It's just, like, that's still bad enough, I think.
0: Yeah, like, it's definitely not good, but I will give them it feels better. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, still not ideal, but it feels like there was a shift yeah. And I can give them that.
1: There there is a shift. I guess it's just it it it's hard for me to to think and pin down what the shift is. It just like, feels
0: gentler. Like even in the I'm just wishing to tear you apart and the fact that we were talking about how like had that been on take this to your grave, we would have probably taken it more literally or like As a, like, I want to destroy you type thing. And in Mm -hmm. this context instead, like, just because of the setting of the album, like, it feels more sexual instead. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's just that of, like, Take This to Your Grave feels like an angry, like, aggressive album. And also extremely petty. Whereas Save Rock and Roll feels kind of aimless to a degree. I, I that's like a very fair
1: just... assessment of save rock and roll to me. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like they, it feels like they're just, it's like the musical equivalent of them just kind of like wandering around, like kicking shit and trying things,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: like not really having a goal in mind.
1: Yeah. How, how do they do the the music making together again? No one really knows.
0: Yeah. And so I think in some of that aimlessness, a lot of the edge is taken off.
1: Mm-hmm. So there, there's some stuff that stayed consistent. But I think, I guess some of it went away. I don't know, I was trying to think of, like, of the songs that I know they still play, what do they dip into? I guess, like, Grand Theft Autumn, I think the video is much, much worse than the song actually is. Yeah. We haven't talked about Saturday on the show yet, have we?
0: No, we have not.
1: Nah, it's not really about that kind of stuff. So maybe it's fine. (laughs) In terms of just, like, playing those songs outside of the context of just, like, Picking the ones that don't have the problem and wiping your hands clean.
0: I think that you're still right though, because it feels very much like. Because I doubt that Pete Wentz is like, oh, I'm doing this out of the like the problematic part of it, and more out of like it feels less of like a sentiment of like burn it because it was like it was bad and that's not who you are anymore because like you said bad things or did things that might be harmful, and more it feels like burn it because it's not who you are anymore because you just want to start over and like not even have to think about like the stuff that you did that may or may not have been harmful. Like it doesn't feel like critical enough. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think, I think them still playing those songs is hypocritical in the reading of like, if you're saying that all of your old stuff is gone, then it should just be gone.
1: Yeah. Which is why I'm, I, I guess I don't, that's why it's so messy of just like, I don't, I guess they're not saying that, but also.
0: I mean, they literally show them burning their records.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They make So a big they deal are saying that. They're, yeah. They make a big deal about it. And that's what the song seems to be about, but they definitely play their old stuff. So. I yeah.
0: It's one of those things where it's like, you're, you're not really saying anything if you're like, yeah, fuck the old stuff, but we still need it to fill arenas or whatever.
1: Yeah. Or yeah, just cherry-picking the the stuff that they still like. Um, I don't know.
0: Because, yeah, that's the other thing, too. If you do still like it, why did you go so hard against it?
1: I, I don't know what their tours look like for Save Rock and Roll. Like, they only put out, what, like, 13 new songs, and they probably wouldn't have just played that album front to back. Uh, no, they and, played
0: other stuff. I saw them when they toured for that album.
1: Yeah, but, like, so even then, they're they're playing older stuff. and And even if, like they lean off of that aggression later because they're not like swinging back from hiatus. And they're like, cause like this, I feel like this band is constantly in a different setting every time they make music. And like that, I feel like that's normal and fine. I don't expect people, let alone bands or, or, or any of that stuff to be monolithic. It's just they're They have a consistently combative relationship with, their own body of work.
0: Yeah. It's just it's very emblematic of that, I think.
1: Mhm. I don't know. It's fine. It's because it's an alright song. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's fine. It's extremely fine.
1: Yeah. The after we we talked about the second chorus forever ago, but uh it just repeats the or the second verse, but it just repeats the chorus like twice and then ends.
0: Yeah, there's literally like nothing else of new or of import after
1: yeah, cool. <laughs> I feel like the video will only take like a minute to talk about.
0: Yeah, the video is super quick.
1: You wanna, you wanna describe it?
0: Yes. So two chains is there. Two chains is here. <laughs> and he has a, a big old windowless black van that we've seen in previous videos because mm-hmm. we're doing this all out of order. And he whatever the, starts whatever a- the shuffle
1: button gives us.
0: <laughs> so then uh, he starts a fire. And then, and there's some dramatic shots around the match that he's using to start the fire, and then uh two of the uh, hot Courtney Love ladies show up, and they just start chucking instruments and Fallout boy Merch onto that fire. some really and-
1: deep cuts. Like, yeah,
0: some like of the like merch and albums and stuff are in there are like weird pulls.
1: I actually don't know if I saw much of stuff after Take This to Your Grave, now that I think about it. Because I noticed that. I noticed take, uh, Evening Out with Your Girlfriend and the, the weird comic book, which we've never brought up.
0: Nah, yeah, I had forgotten about it until we watched yeah, that. Too. And then I was
1: like, what? I always forget
0: about
1: it. But yeah, I don't know if I noticed like cork tree or anything later than that which is interesting but there's a lot of yeah there's a lot of like exaggerated shots of these things that people care a lot about being set on fire (laughs) (laughs) we're not pop punk anymore we're just normal pop now yeah we know you that that album came out in 2003 10 years ago yeah it's like y'all are different we get it you changed drastically since then
0: I mean even the album after that first album was very different. Yeah. <laughs> They've not had a consistent sound ever.
1: It's I don't know, it's not like vastly changing from album to album, but it's certainly but it's always different.
0: Like I would they, not they say that any energies. album is like the same.
1: Yeah, they're they're distinctly different energies. Uh at least pre-hiatus, I feel like there's a, a distinct shift between records. Even even post-hiatus, I think that's true. With the the smallest shift being between Save Rock and Roll and American Beauty. Which is to say, they should have just never made Save Rock and Roll and made American Beauty, but, like, with the same production style, so they actually sound good next to each other.
0: Honestly, I would prefer Save Rock and Roll over... Uh, the,
1: the thing is, there's, like, both of them are, like, half good. Like, there there are songs on American Beauty that I think are solid. However... <laughs> It's it's also got like some some real snoozers, as uh, does Save Rock and Roll.
0: Yeah, I just like the tone and like vibe of Save Rock and Roll better than. Mm-hmm.
1: But I feel like I don't know. I guess the things that I think American Beauty does good are like refined past that. Like I don't think I would like Irresistible if it was if it, if it came out earlier and, and it and it sounded mm-hmm. the way that's true it, it, it would sound i always on forget save that rock irresistible
0: is on that album
1: it's like the best song on it, it it's yeah. all downhill after track one
0: <laughs> i've still not heard like most of Save Ro- or american beauty so i guess mm-hmm. i can't talk too much but what i have heard i still prefer <laughs> the weirdness of save rock and roll that's fair
1: and it's like a specific point in time i think for both of us too yeah anyways yeah that just that's the rest of the video <laughs> Yeah, they literally, burn like, shit. burn
0: a bunch of shit and then high-five and then 2 chains grabs a flamethrower and sets everything more on fire. And yeah. then they open the back of the van and the Fallout boys are tied up and hooded in the mm-hmm. back of the van.
1: Yeah, and we, we've actually seen what happens immediately after this. Because they get out and have to fight a bunch of children and then Big Sean kills one of them. Yup. Alright, so this one came first. So, like, I don't know if they had any other story in mind when they made this video. I think it was just a very contained, weird thing of, yeah, give two chains of flamethrower, set, set our old shit on fire, and then put us in the back of a van, uh, all tied up.
0: I mean, I guess it's supposed to be, in theory, right? Establishing the Courtney Love ladies as, like, the haters of music and Fallout Boy, right?
1: Yeah, and it's.
0: Like, that's, like, the narrative reason for it. Yeah, but, I, just,
1: I don't know how much of a narrative there was when this first video came out. Is my question. I feel like, and like maybe everything else was kind of built around this establishing video.
0: Honestly, I am willing to bet my the my freedom again on the fact that they did have this entire stupid ass saga planned out.
1: Maybe because
0: because you know that whoever came up with this was like, this is fucking great.
1: Pete. <laughs> We you we talked before about how like it's bad that the people who don't hate the music are all women. This video I feel mm-hmm. like is very racially charged. Accidentally,
0: yeah, because like all everybody in it is people of color.
1: <laughs> mhm. And the Fallout Boys are in the back of a van tied up.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's yeah it's there's some weird messaging there. That I don't think I'm qualified to like truly get into. Other than that, I feel weird about it.
1: I feel weird about it, and I'm certain it's just unintentional. But like, because I'm sure they're, I am like three thousand percent positive that Pete Wentz is a huge Two Chains fan and wanted to give the man a flamethrower, and that's it. But still, still, it looks the way it does. Yeah. Uh, that's it. It's it's certainly the most uneventful young blood video we've seen
0: it really is i was i think probably the easiest recap we've ever done
1: yeah nothing happens no some shit gets burned
0: i did really like when they like hammer through the amp into the fire that was very funny
1: yeah it looks cool but like all of it slowed down so like d- describing what happens is just like yeah no it's just the same shit for like 3 minutes Anyways, that's the yep. that's the video. Then the show. That's the pod. We done did it. Done did the dang deed. Dirty deeds done cheap. That's the that's the new name of this podcast.
0: No, it's not.
1: Fill the axe, obtained at a reasonable price.
0: <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> I will quit.
1: Uh that yeah, that's valid. Um i didn't think of a pairing because i rolled these songs earlier today uh but there will be something on the pairing playlist if you if you click the link in the show notes to a spotify playlist i pick a non follow boy song every every week um there'll be something there uh caitlin yes joe where could people find you on the internet
0: you can find me over on twitter.com at C-G-N-A-R-S Rs, and from there you can find the other shit that I do. Um Yeah, by the time this comes out, uh, I will probably have a new pinned tweet, perhaps. So
1: Hey, I should do yeah. one of those. Uh you can find me on Twitter at Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J O, and you can find me tweeting about the other shows I make uh that's 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 it you can find them there i tweet them they're all on the same network as this one uh and that is the orange groves podcast network you can find other shows on the network at the and you can support the network to hear uh stuff that gets cut out of shows and test pilots and uh, maybe some other bonus stuff will be on that patreon feed soon i don't know who knows Who could say? Who could say? Maybe there's a bunch of new shows coming soon, too. Who could say? Certainly not me. Definitely not you, Joe. I am the least qualified person. But hypothetically, if you wanted to keep up with with new stuff coming to the network, you could follow Orange Grove's net on Twitter. Because that's the handle for that. That's the second time I've plugged that ever. And I I think that's it. Yeah. Caitlin! Yes, Joe. Is this more than you bargained for yet? No. <laughs> oh, you sound so bad. <laughs> oh, your sadness apparently gives me strong laughter.
0: <laughs> Joe likes to laugh at my suffering.
1: I mean, certainly you've laughed at mine before. Oh, yeah,
0: definitely. Okay, cool,
1: yeah. Equal I point. know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> we will see you next Wednesday with a different Fallout Boy song. Bye. Goodbye.